Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and uh, we've been following this issue uh, throughout the session on Utah's Capitol Hill, uh, dealing with the name of Dixie State University and the uh, change that the school, the administrators, the students, uh, the alumni, uh, so many are are going after and in favor of. Uh, this was a bill that was uh, passed in the House. And uh, quite overwhelmingly, uh, really a veto-proof vote in the House of HB 278. Uh, And then it has just been uh, stuck in the Senate uh, for inexplicable reasons, uh, other than a a Republican caucus meeting where it was decided they just wouldn't do anything. So no hearing, no vote, uh, which is not how democracy is supposed to be uh, rolled out there uh, as we look at our representation Uh, yesterday. Uh, you may have noted that uh, a group of students from Dixie State University uh, took the bus ride north, uh, came up uh, to both protest and to meet with uh, members of the House and the Senate uh, in the Utah legislature uh, to discuss why it matters to them in terms of that name Dixie, problem it causes uh, for so many in uh, applications and uh, job opportunities. Uh, and what that really means, what's in a name is always the question. And I uh, wanted to pull in our, our good friend Scott Howell, who's also uh, been part of this discussion and this movement moving forward, has a great piece on Deseret.com uh, right now talking about it. Scott, uh, thanks for joining us today, and, and tell us where we are. It looks like we've got a little movement going. <laughs> well, boy, thank you very much for the invitation. I think uh, a little movement is the right way to describe that, and uh, – I think the bigger issue where there's two issues at hand and Boyd, you touched on the first one when you talked about the light of democracy, it's just not right to not have a bill that goes through the house that uh, gets voted on 55 to 22 and then have some of our good friends and and good senators decide that for one reason or another, they're not going to hear it. And that was all behind closed doors. And as you've said so many times, you've articulated when the light of democracy is closed out, everyone loses. We, we, the people, lose the most. So I think on this issue, we have to have our senators please debate the bill, have an open door policy and let the sunshine go. 
and, uh, and let it go through the halls of democracy on Capitol Hill. The other issue, you know, for a long time, we have, we have not focused on the real issue, and that's the students or the alumni. And what's most important, Boyd, on this is their future. Right. The fact that this is a, a natural evolution of an organization playing to a national stage, it's all the things that we've said for years would happen with any transformation of a community, of a business, and now of a great university. And, you know, in the history of it, the, the name has changed many times. But for us, I think it's just an issue that we have to focus on those students and their future and their ability to be able to be productive, contributing citizens in a global I want to emphasize the word global economy. Yeah, that's right. And and a global institution, really, in terms of who they're trying to draw. Uh, to me, it, it really looks at the fact that, uh, you know, if, if it was just if it was just this little tiny community and it didn't extend beyond that at all, then that's that's one thing. Uh, but when you're trying to have uh, not just a local or a community or a regional influence, but a national and an international presence in terms of the the institution, uh, the, of higher education that happens there in St. George, uh, that then it's a it's a very different uh, combination. It's a very different discussion. Uh, and while I am always one for uh, preserving history, history is so important, uh, and and often the best way to honor our history is to do what those long ago did, and that is move forward. Uh, to discard oh. things that are no longer useful. I, I always say, if you want to honor a pioneer, do what they did. Uh, whenever something was no longer useful to them, they had to discard it because they could not carry it forward. They didn't have energy or strength or capacity to take anything with them that wasn't helpful, that didn't propel the movement forward. Uh, and I think that's what we see in this name. And and I think it's important, too, to note that to what this bill does is it just begins the process uh, of what that name change will be, community involvement, to be sure. Uh, all voices need a seat at the table and a, and a chance to be heard. Well, you're absolutely right, and I truly appreciate the analogy of our, our pioneers. Uh, if, if it wasn't something that would sustain them for the future, they left it behind and they moved on. And isn't that life in general? When we look at the next steps in our education, in our spirituality, almost every phase, we move on. We make progress and move forward. And that's exactly what's happening and what needs to happen at Dixie. I was so impressed yesterday with those students. We had students from all over the world that yeah. participated in that rally. And if, if you don't think that little old Dixie isn't a, a, a global uh, university, you're thinking wrong. And their technology that they've been doing down there uh, and in full disclosure, I serve on the National Advisory Committee. I'm the chair of that. And it's been such a pleasure to see what happened in my day when we played football in the rodeo arena, literally <laughs> in the rodeo arena. And now they have a stadium and they're in the NCAA uh, one division and all of those things. And, and boy, I think there's another uh, position on this. If this was the deep South, I, I would probably be more amenable to the, the history and things like that. But it's not. They tried to raise cotton. We're okay at it, but not really great. And, and this is southern Utah. And for me, 
this is an issue where the technology of that university will explode in the future, and we'll see a community down there that will continue to thrive like we've never seen before. But we have to stay focused on the students. We have to stay focused on the university. And there will still be heritage of, of that name. But I also believe from another aspect when Elder Oak said, quote, end racism. Now, I know that that term has not been used by a lot of people, although when I go online and I see the Confederate flag flying all over St. George, it makes me nervous. I lived in the South. I lived in Atlanta. And I just don't think that represents what the true nature of that community is to be able to represent and they can end racism. Yeah, so important. Uh, so appreciative, uh, Scott, of your efforts on this and so many other uh, issues uh, in our community and in our state. Uh, and this is one I, I hope that uh, President Adams, uh, president of the Senate, uh, that he does get this into committee quickly. Uh, obviously, the clock is ticking as uh, things start to wind down, which I also hate when they uh, stall things till the end and say, well, we just ran out of time. Uh, I'm hoping it gets to committee swiftly. Uh, that some real open, honest, uh, even roiling debate. Let's let's have it. Let's uh, yeah. let's have that conversation yeah. to be sure, and then let's have our elected representatives vote on it so that they can be held accountable for representing the people that they serve as well. Scott Hal, thanks so much for joining us today. We'll have you back thank on you. real soon. Hey, thank you very much. And if anyone wants more information, you can go to dixie.edu, name change. All Thanks, right. Boyd. I appreciate your words of wisdom. Have hey, a great day. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate that. And uh, uh, as was mentioned, uh, there were a group of students that came up. Some young people came up to really voice their concern and their desire uh, for change and improvement. And that's exactly where we're going to go next. When we look at the big changes that have taken place uh, in our country's history, many of them have been held by young people uh, rather than by elected officials. We'll go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we will break that down. It's not going to be a charismatic politician. It's going to be somebody young with a principle that's going to make the difference. Find out next. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.